hear the story of the morning. Well, folks, as it turns out, Nebraska, were they were unable to pass that draconian, I repeat, they were unable to pass that draconian uh, women's attack bill. You know, the ones that prevent women from taking care of their own bodies? Yes, so small victories, small victories. But you know what they say? You keep winning little by little by little. By the end of the whole thing, you have won the entire thing. Well, you know, that's not what they say. It's a little bit different than that. Good morning, Alistair Water is in the house on the chat. I hope to hear from all of you today. 713-526-5738 is the number. And I'm giving you that number before I even talk about the show or anything, just so that you have it queued up when you're ready to say, Egberto, I don't know that I agree with that. Or when you want to say, I confirm that. Or when you want to add something new to the show. That's what it's all about, my peeps. That's what it's all about. Anyhow, how is everybody doing this morning? I trust you're all doing fine. Today's subject, or should I say, the title of the show is Representative Summer Lee Shines, Cruise Tapes Exposed, Johnson Inept on Climate, AOC Dings GOP on Bill. Uh, well... That one, I, I, I had her TikTok video to play today, but this morning, you know what? I couldn't find it, but I'll while I'm playing some other video, I'll try to find that one as well. But we are going to have a great show for you. Subtitle, Progressive Representative Summer Lee is taking on the status quo. You know, tapes, new tapes, and for Ted Cruz was an active part of the coup. Should I say an active participant I should probably have said the attempted coup, but it was, folks, when you go down into all the annals, it will be the first, well, I don't think it's the first, but one of the few attempted coups in the United States. I think there there was one before that had some generals that were, uh, that was a long time ago, and I don't remember the whole story, but it, this has happened before, and we've survived, but every time it seems like it's a little bit less likely that we could, we would, or whatever. After all, check out the kind of votes that Donald Trump got. I mean, if you take a look at the presidency, right? Donald Trump, I, I want everybody to take note of this. This is not the subject today, but it just crossed my mind as I'm talking and shooting a little bit here. I want you to think about this. The president, the person that has received the second largest number of votes in America. The second largest number of votes in America is Donald Trump. I hope people realize that means something. doesn't mean much about Donald Trump. It means a lot about, it tells a lot about us. And every time I see those numbers, every time I analyze those numbers, it concerns me. And every time I analyze those numbers, the other thing other than concern that it gives me is it tells me we've got to do what those of us who are doing this is doing. 
we have to go out there and tell the truth. And at the same time, we have to go and reach to where people are and, 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 and get to these people, get to people. Um, so um, a, few, a few days ago, I got a call here and I made a comment where I said, those in the right wing, those people that some of us like to contend or evil or that a lot of, they're not, first of all, let me just point that out. And, but a lot of us, it's easy on the surface for us to look at our brothers and sisters that are doing these things that we think are simply crazy, immoral, etc., 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 and just say, no, they're not like us. There's a woman that called, I wish she would call in today if she's listening, who told me I wanted to, I wanted to agree with the previous caller who said, no, I am not like these people, and she wanted to agree with him, and she was forceful about it. To which I replied, could you give me a little here in here? We're not all that different. We're all controlled by the external forces that we have uh, coming into us. We're all controlled by how we were reared. We're all controlled by these things. And we have to be, we have to make it, we have to be determined to make a change from how we were reared. We have to be determined to make a change from how uh, a, a lot of the, the the external signals we get from those who are pulling our strings. So I would love uh, love uh, some of you who take offense. And uh, by the way, I'm a very progressive person. I don't believe in very few of the things on 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 the the middle side or the right side of the spectrum. But there's one thing I know about humans in in dealing with folks of all stripes, including in family, out of family, folk, everybody else, is that. And it's hard for a lot of folks to accept because we see such negative in some people, whether or not we are more alike than the same. So if yeah, anybody yeah. wants to tackle that and, you know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, give me a call. 713-526-5738. Please, I beg that they don't wait until the end of the program because I'd like to give folks the ability to talk on air. Remember, this is your show. Okay. Let me give my important notice that I'm giving all week. Important notice about Politics Done Right. On air, Politics Done Right on KPFT-FM is moving from Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon central to Monday through Fridays, five days a week at 6 a.m. central. Please join us and be a part of the local, state, national, and international conversation. We talk here about politics, events that are occurring in, uh, in the state, in the city, in the county, in the country, around the world. But you know what? We also talk about, I mean, if you, if you have a little entertainment story that you want to tell, if, whatever story you want to tell of interest to those who are listening, please note that we are very open to hearing all these things as well. You know, my thought is that everything, though many people don't see it that way, my thought is that everything is or all things are political all right while i'm decidedly progressive i believe in engaging listening and learning from everyone irrespective of their political ideology you will never be disrespected on this program i believe in civil coexistence i love to hear folks point of view and anytime i like something that you say i generally make it a part of my dialogue as well uh, and, you know, it happens all of the times. So I'll hear something new, and i like, we pe other people need to hear what this person uh, said because it is, a lot of times, novel. 
it is a lot of times a different way of thinking and this this way of being often brings us together and i tell you what i want to be together with you i don't want to be together with those who control because you know what there's there are more you and you are more interesting than those who simply live by the dream of owning all capital. So, there are many ways to listen to or watch Politics Done Right live. Tune in on radio, the radio dial, 90.1 FM, KPFT Houston. Just turn that dial to 90.1. I'm saying turn that dial, kind of aging me. Or set that digital number to 90.1 FM. You can also stream KPFT 90.1 FM via the Tune In program on your Apple phone or your Android phone. You just go to the App Store, download Tune In, and tune in to KPFT. Search for KPFT. We have two channels. We have the HD1 channel, which you're listening to. That's the FM channel on air. And you have the HD2 channel, which is an FM channel that requires that sort of a, that other radio. But it's on air as well. Uh, you can stream KPFT from our website at kpft.org. You can also watch on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And there you can see the video when I play those videos that you're listening to that I spend all night cutting up to pre prepare a program and to, to bring something coherent. Uh, you can actually see these video cuts that I generally get from different uh, programs that are on TV, et cetera, et cetera, to sort of give a narrative to either critique them or, or, uh, or analyze them or, or enhance them or whatever. You can see all those videos at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, or you can go to politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv to see it on YouTube. So there are a lot of ways in which you can consume this program, this new program that's at 6 a.m. in the morning. So whether you're at home in front of a computer, you're on your cell phone, or you on your phone going to the car or whatever, we want all you we want you to have all access to us. Please call the show line at 713-526-5738. Tell me whatever. Don't you don't have to agree with me. We 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 want everybody's voice heard. 713-526-5738 with your comments. And if you have ideas for shows that you want me to do, if you if you're like Egberto, you didn't cover this and this is an important story to me. And if it's an important story to me, it's likely an important story to many in the listening area. And by the way, our listening area is not only here in Houston, but throughout the country. So, uh, you know, people, uh, I want you to talk about that. If, if you have an idea that you want on air, if you have an idea that you want us to research, write a blog about, do add in the newsletter or whatever, go to K, just send us, drop us a line at kpft at politicsdoneright.com. Again, that is kpft at politicsdoneright.com. And we will oblige, my dear friends. We will oblige. Okay, the first story that I'm going to cover this morning is going to be, let me go ahead and do the Summer Lee story first. A freshman Congress 
Leo Down, welcome to Politics Done. Or let's, let's, what is that? Let's, my eyes are still fresh in the morning. It looks like Leo Down, welcome to the program. On the, on the chat, it's 411. Hey, I am a West, I'm a Westerner. You are a Westerner. Well, welcome, Les Dawn, to the program. Um, I'm going to start with Summer Lee. Progressive Rep Summer Lee is taking on the status quo. Here we go. Uh, freshman Congresswoman Summer Lee gave a fiery speech on the lawn at Congress with our young state representatives and congresspersons. There are a lot of young people that are starting to run. We have groups like Swing Left and all these others that want to make a difference, and they are making a difference. They are running all kind of young people. When I was in Pittsburgh, the, the whole conference was excited about this young new woman that just came out. She served in the Pennsylvania legislature. Her name was Summer Lee. And I remember being on Radio Row in Pittsburgh. And this young man comes up and he says, have you listened to Summer Lee? And I said, no. Uh, I didn't even know who Summer Lee was. And he said, Summer Lee is the next AOC. I mean, she is vibrant. She can speak and she bring folks together and she, she takes, and I'm like, all right, bring her. Let us interview her. Bring her to Radio Row. Well, she had to skip town because um, I don't remember what it was. And so the time that we could do an interview, she couldn't. But this is a powerful young voice, just like Maxwell Frost just came up, a 25-year-old, into Congress and showing, you know, making a lot of these old fogies look silly with the way, with, with the way they were they're legislating. Uh, just like AOC, I mean, I, I, I hope I can find this video with AOC, what she did yesterday. Um, it, it is just amazing that we have these young people with great new ideas coming out. And I tell you what, baby boomers and the rest, we, we better be happy that we have these, these new folks coming with, with great ideas. Because if you really want to hold on to your social security... Voting for those guys who are constantly on the dole to the plutocracy is not going to make sure that you don't get a cut in your Social Security. Voting for these young, young adults with, with great thinking prowess. These are the people that are going to bring us out of the funk. Anyway, she point, uh, the, uh, the representative, Peg, uh, Summer Lee, pointed out that young activists and politicians will ensure that all voices will be heard. Ali Velshi interviewed her recently and she made a prescient statement and this is what she said and then I'm going to play the video because I mean when I when I heard this I was like wow I like that she said the urgency of now calls for us to move differently Summer Lee said and we need a little bit of respect for that you know a lot of these politicians like to disrespect the younger folks like they disrespected Sefer uh, 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 Zio What's her name? Zoe Zephyr. They disrespected Frost. They disrespected AOC. She said, nah, we know what we're doing. And she continues, there are some folks that are going to move, but there are also some folks who need to be moved. And that is all right, too. Everybody has a time and a season. It is our time and our season now. And we are creating our own space if they won't let us have it. I was like, yeah, that's what you got to do. 
You don't go into the legislature that has failed us for such a long time and go in there and try to, uh, you know, and, and, and ask these guys who have failed for your space. When you are there to support the population, you don't go out there and ask for your space. You take your space. I mean, it is something that I used to tell my daughter. I remember, and you know, when I heard Summer Lee, I'm like, damn, Summer Lee could be my daughter. Because I used to tell my daughter, don't wait for us old folks to tell you to, to what to do, etc. It's not like we did a great job over the last several years. Hell, we've left the millennials with debt that we never had. We've left the millennials with all these problems that we never had. And then we like to look at the millennials and say, well, you know, when I was your age, I could, I had a house already or I had this. Well, they can come back and say, well, I didn't have, you didn't have to pay $20,000, you know, and, and, and that is not even adjusted for inflation. You didn't have to pay this for college. You didn't have these insurance, health insurance rates that cripple you. You didn't have these rental rates that crippled you because again, the economic system is an, it's an unsustainable morass and very few people would like to accept that. But we are on an unsustainable clip. And unless the Summer Lees of the world and the AOCs of the world can actually put some senses into uh, having a, an equitable system, this is how it remains. But check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, let's get that queued up. There we go. There's not much in our current political environment to feel hopeful about. The division, the gridlock, the chaos, the extremism coming from the Republican Party. It's meant to energize you if you're part of that base or make you feel dejected if you're not. Their attacks on women's reproductive rights, their attacks on LGBTQ Americans, their attacks on voting rights, their refusal to act on gun violence, their continued attacks on democracy itself. I felt genuine, sincere hope. And that was thanks to three freshman Democratic lawmakers who joined us, Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr, U.S. Congressman Maxwell Frost of Florida, and Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones. Three young politicians united and fully supporting each other in not their individual fights against extremism, but a collective fight against extremism. We know that if we're going to succeed in this, one community is not enough to shift the tides of history here. We need all of us standing and fighting together. When we go to these actions, when we're out on the streets, we're protesting for our rights, our rights, the rights of our neighbors, the trans community, LGBTQ plus community, black folks, immigrants, poor people in this country. It's young people, but it's all generations coming together. Look at the screen right now. This represents the future of America. This represents the vision of America that they're so fearful of because it is an inclusive America. It's one that affirms human dignity. It's one that affirms our solidarity with each other, connection, but, but let them be on notice that this is just the beginning, that we are going to continue to push forward toward that vision of America that lives up to what it says on paper, towards that vision of America that, that challenges this notion that people like us don't belong in elected office, because we're not going in there, um, you know, to, to make friends. We're going in there to make change. Young Americans, like those three lawmakers who joined us last night, all have a very particular experience with the Republican Party. It's something David Frum has highlighted from his latest piece in The Atlantic. Quote, an American must be at least 36 years old to have participated in an election in which the Republican candidate for president won the most votes. Despite this, that same 36-year-old American has lived half of his or her adult life under a Republican-controlled Senate 
and even more of it under a Republican-controlled majority House of Representatives. Though almost all of that American's adult life, Republicans have held more than half of all state legislatures. Conservative dominance of the federal courts has become ever more total in the past two decades, culminating in the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade, end quote. In other words, young Americans have lived in a nation where because of things like the Electoral College and gerrymandering, Republicans end up with more power than our election results would tell you that they deserve. But we're starting to see a new generation of Democrats ready, as Justin Jones says, to challenge that broken system head on, not here to make friends, here to make change. Our next guest, Democratic Representative Summer Lee of Pennsylvania, was at that same event yesterday with Congressman Maxwell Frost and State Representative Justin Jones. Each and every one of us, irrespective of our generation, whether you're young and fed up or you're old and you're tired, it's time that we recognize that each and every one of us plays a role in what our democracy will become, where we will go, and how we're going to get there. I, I have to ask you about... This moment you said that we're in, we have to recognize the moment we are in. You are the person who David Frum was writing about. You are younger than 36 years old. You have lived in a weird world of democracy where what the people want, what the people vote for, but what the people get are not aligned. Tell me about this moment that we're in. Absolutely. This is a moment where we have a we've come to a confluence of so much, whether it be fascism or authoritarianism. We see Republicans trying so many different ways to silence the majority of voices, young voices, black and brown voices, marginalized voices who are starting to recognize that we haven't had a government for and by and of the people. And in recognizing that we're seeing opportunities to start to wrestle power from them. We're seeing that at state level and state houses. We're seeing that at the congressional level. We're seeing that with young people marching out of high schools. But we're recognizing that the time for us to wait for power is never going to be right for us, that we have to take it. And there is, I think, a hope in that. There is encouragement in that. But also there is a ferocity that we're not going to be able to contain. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're not coming here to make you comfortable. And we're not going to abide by rules that keep us from uh, the liberation that we're looking for keep us from the policy change we're looking for. And in fact, when you talked about liberation in your campaign, even some Democrats came for you because you were you were breaking the China. Yeah. You know, I I get it. We get it. Young voices get that often, right? When you are an organizer, an activist, and you're coming into these legislative spaces, they want us to move a certain way. They want us to respect the tradition that we recognize just hasn't worked. And we're coming saying that our lived experiences, the urgency of now calls for us to move differently. And we need uh, we need a little bit of respect for that. And there are some folks who are going to move, but there are also some folks who need to be moved. And that's all right, too. Uh, everybody has a time and a season. It's our time and our season now. And we're creating our own space if they won't let us have it. Now, that is powerful. We are creating our own space. Hey, Howard, what's up, my dear brother? It's- oh, just putting... Can you hear me now? Oh, I, for some reason, I can't hear Howard. I got oh. to... There we go. I think I know. You okay? All right. Can, can you hear me now? Howard, I, okay, I, I wasn't able to hear you. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> okay, Egberto is going to uh, adjust a few things behind the scenes here. I so got he you can... now, my friend. I got oh, you. There we go. Oh, yeah. There I am. Good morning, Egberto. How are you? I am doing fine, sir. How are you? I am doing really good. Uh, we have Tag on the line waiting for you. 
All right, okay. Let's go, Senor Tag. Good morning, Alberto. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You um, said you want to talk I, about Summer I, Lee. Well, the idea is, is that it, it, it kind of takes me back to how uh, Trump and the right wing got so popular here was with their MAGA thing and, um, and, and to drain the swamp. You remember all that stuff, right? Oh, yes. Well, the thing is, is that those people, I just figured this out. Those, those people were pushing a political agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's fine if you, as long as you understand that what's behind this political agenda. But when you come down to Summer Lee and Frost and AOC and even Bernie Sanders, these people are pushing the truth, or a lot closer to the truth than than pushing a political agenda. And I think that's what we need to be aware of going forward: that we don't want to be guided by these people's political agenda that they're pushing. You follow me there, big guy? Oh. You're absolutely right, my friend. They, uh, and, and the thing about the, the young folks is they have not been corrupted by, uh, uh, you know, first of all, by thinking that the job is theirs. You know, they are there understanding that uh, to hold on to that job, you have to serve the people or, or to hold on to that job, it's best done serving the people. These older folks don't like that. The fact that they could do what they did in, in Montana where they threw a person out of the hall because I want everybody to understand what fascism, what autocracy looks like. You have a Democrat who goes into the House and after they pass, uh, try to pass a bill, she tells them the blood of the people who die because of the bill you pass is on your hands. That's what she said. And they told her, this is talking about Zoe Zephyr, they're telling her, you should never say that. Apologize to us now, or we'll throw you, we'll throw the person who 11,000, Montana is a small state, who 11,000 people voted for. We're going to throw you out of, the, of, of this, the house. And that's what they did. When she was represented, the voice of not only her constituents, but the voice of a large percentage of Montana. And so, uh, Tag, you, you nailed it uh, uh, that they. These are the people who are more closely uh, represented, or the, the more closely represent those in America. Continue, my dear brother. Well, it just made me think of the old uh, Jack Nicholson phrase. You know which one I'm going with here? You tell me. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yes, you know? from and, from and that I, movie in Cuba, in uh, in uh, uh, Guantanamo Bay. Yes, I remember. Yes. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, if, if you hear something from a politician, from a talking head, and you can't make any sense, it doesn't, it doesn't seem truthful, you got to understand that's coming from the respect of a political agenda, not exactly. from the truth. And, exactly. And we need, to be, we need to be supporting people who are coming out. I'm sorry if you can't handle the truth, but that's what we need nowadays. We don't need a bunch of talking heads uh, spewing some... BS political agenda stuff. You know, it's Tag. It's hard to discern the, the difference. You know, Tag, um, we're going to go to Alistair next, but I want to mention this because I, I am so into, it's funny, I've been a preacher of 
universal healthcare, Medicare for all, healthcare for all for decades. But I was a preacher of that before my daughter got her two strokes. I was a preacher of that before my wife got or pretty much knew she had lupus, which is over twenty, which is over twenty something years ago. I've been preaching this healthcare thing for a long time because our system is so lousy. Everybody pretty much agrees with what we are talking about when we're talking about healthcare, yet we can't get anything done. So when you talk about these politicians or have the agenda, you've nailed it. The next thing that we have to do next, though, is show that we are already empowered to change that. We just have to stop fighting each other. And that's why I come from the, the sector that says, let's work together. And if, I don't care if you're in the right or whatever. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to try to bring us together so that we can get policies that support us all. Anything else quick you want to say, Tag, before I jump over to Alistair? I, I think that's it. I thank you for letting me get my voice on this morning. Absolutely, sir. We want to hear all your voices. And folks, don't forget, give us a call. Thank you very much, Tag. Give us a call, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738. Let me throw this right back to Brother Howard here because I think I kind of cut him off when I didn't have a particular adjustment here on my system. So uh, go ahead, Howard, before we jump to Alistair. Oh, that's okay. Uh, what I was going to, to tell you is you, you were talking earlier about how we have no control over things. The only thing we do have control over is how we react to something. Right. You were talking about how people react to it from their childhood or their rearing, the external things that are upon them. Mm -hmm. We only have control over how we react to it. We may not have control over the situation, but how we react to it is how we, what we have the control over. And so, that is powerful. Uh, that's my two cents. That is powerful. Okay, Alistair, thank you very much, my brother. Come on in, Alistair. How you doing, sis? Hey, good morning, brother. How you doing? Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, hey. Okay, so in the chat, I just have to address something that our brother Eric had thrown in there. Yes. About live by the rules and laws. Is that all thrown out now? Mm -hmm. um, I have to say the game has changed. Right. That, that the game has changed. When the game changes, the rules change. And you know, Alistair, I think uh, saying that in, with your voice is what's important because you hit the nail on the head. And you notice what the title of this segment was? Summer Lee is going to get, is trying to get rid of the status quo. She says, Progressive Representative Summer Lee is taking on the status quo. You know, it's it's amazing. That is pretty much what you're saying, sis. Yeah, yeah. I, it, the the game's changed. We can help. We can. We do have the power to change our perspectives. And that's absolutely form a more perfect union. We have to change our perspectives. We don't need to demonize one another. We don't need to agree with everyone's politics, but we have to respect one another. We and have to. That is where we want to be. That be is where we want to be. That is where we uh, want. Anything else, Alistair, you want to add? But that that is powerful. I want, you know, no. when Alistair talk about the rules have changed and therefore the, the game has changed, therefore the rules has to change, she nails it. Right. And, and think about think about how profound that is. Right. Those people in Nebraska, um, uh, Alistair, 
they wanted her to sit back and be quiet like how freshmen are supposed to act. They wanted her to be blind, yeah. uh, in, invisible like how most other people have been, invisible. And she said, no, the rules have changed. Lee says, no. Uh, Summer Lee says, no, the rules have changed. Frost, Maxwell Frost says, no, the rules have changed. Ilan Omar says, the rules has changed. Thank you for seeing that, my sis. Anything else you want to add before we go yeah. to, uh, to David? No. My, my mom, I had a kid that used to assault me by ripping my hair, my ponytail, uh, tried to rip my hair out of my ponytail on a daily basis, and I've had enough of it. And nobody was addressing the problem. So I punched him. <laughs> when my principal called my mom to the school, and she said that wasn't very ladylike. My mom said, when my daughter is treated like a lady, then and only then will I expect her to behave like one. I love your mother. I love your mother. Tell your she mother Egberto loves her. She was awesome. She hears you in heaven. So all right, well, 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 Alistair, mother in heaven, love you, sis, love you. Anyway, thank you so kindly for calling in, Alistair. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, let's jump over to El Señor David. David, come on in, sir. Hey, good morning, Alberto. Alberto, I was listening to Johnny yesterday, and I'm listening to you guys today, and I'm just really getting frustrated over the fact that you are ignoring the biggest elephant in the living room. And there are several books that I would challenge you to read and then consider what, what these people are saying in these books because they're important. One is the uh, woman named Catherine Stewart. She mm -hmm. produced a film called The Good News Club. And that, mm -hmm. But the book I'm talking to you about that I would challenge you to read, it's called The Power Worshippers. Her name is Catherine Stewart. The book is called The Power Worshippers. Mm -hmm. And then there's another book. Uh, now, this fellow, Robert P. Jones, he, he was a, a very hardcore Southern Baptist. But he wrote a book, and the title of the book was based on, on something that James Baldwin said. And he said, the problem with this country is that it's been white too long. Uh, Robert P. Jones wrote his book, and the title of the book was, is the title is White Too Long. And it highlights... The, in, the incidents of white supremacy in white Christian churches in America. And that's another book that I would strongly urge you to read. But because these books point out the research that these people have done. Catherine Stewart has spent years involved with these evangelical Christian organizations. You ask yourself, what's happening with somebody like Zoe Zephyr? I'll tell you what the reason why what's happening with her is, because evangelical Christianity has taken over the Republican Party and turned it into a religious cult. And what's happening is this. When, when these people kicked Zoe Zephyr, Zephyr out, they couldn't come right out and say it. But if they could, they would. They would say, Zoe, you are a stench in the nostrils of our holy God, and we're not going to put up with your presence here because my God hates you, and I hate you too, because you are a perversion. God didn't create trans, and God didn't create queers, and God didn't create any of these, these, these perverted maggots. He produced men and women, and it's just like this idiot, this piece of whatever you want to call him, that, 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 that decided the, the Mephistone, Mephistone case, and uh, this, this judge that was appointed, appointed by Donald 
but that was a yeah. I know who you mean. The guy in, in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And and he is he concealed his dedication to Christianity when he was being appointed when he, during his judicial confirmation. He hid information, and uh, Mer, uh, Lisa Murkowski, the senator from from. Uh, from from Alaska said that if she had known about that, she would have never voted for him. But now let me, let, David. Let me let me interrupt you a little bit of your thing here first. And you said uh, you 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 know you you listened to us yesterday. You listened to Johnny, and I, I think it kind of upset you that you wanted this notion that you're talking about with these two books known. I, I think I've heard Johnny mentioned some of what you have said came out of those books. And likewise, you know, I don't see anything that is uh, nothing that I don't see anything there that I don't agree with with what you're saying. The the difference you don't agree with. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying you don't agree with it. What I'm saying is this: you're not. It's not being spoken enough. It needs to be emphasized that this. Okay, let let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, and it goes this way because. I believe in all of what you, I believe what those people say in those two books based on what you're saying. I believe that. I know that. I live that. However, the people that that will accept what you just said are folks like you and me who already look at these people as being run by that evangelical system that that promotes that sort of evil. They're run by that that's who I mean we we understand it and if you if you tell another progressive that may not know it, they'll understand it too. But it wouldn't move the cards, right? In other words, me enlightening somebody, another progressive of this is the reason they are this way. Just knowing that wouldn't solve the problem, right? Because it, it a progressive learns why the right wing folks are like that, but he still hasn't learned how to reach the right wing folks. So instead, you hate the evangelical person who wants to throw Zephyr out of the office, etc. I, I am what I'm where I'm trying to get with my program and other people are trying to get with some of these programs is to understand that I don't want to talk to the choir solely. I love that David calls and talks to me. I love that Johnny calls and talks to me. I agree with him and we are on the same page and all of that kind of stuff. But that is not enough. If we really want to have a change in the country First of all, you said you said something about hating. I never yes. said that I hated these. People. Oh no, no, no! I okay. Forgive me. I don't mean hate. I, I, I just that that is a wrong choice of words. Okay, wrong choice of words. Um, but uh, what what I'm trying to say, however, uh, David, is I want to find them telling that that other person that they're that way because they're evangelical. In my humble opinion, isn't the answer, right? In my humble opinion, is telling the other progressives why the right folks behave or act or do those things. That is the issue. Now, to change them, I have to find a way to be at their level where they are willing to listen to me. All right? Even if they don't agree with me, at least start listening to me. You know what, go ahead, sir. What I have with that is, is yes. if you just go down to their level, then what have you, Paul? One of the things that Paul said in, in one of his scriptures, he said, I have become all things unto all men, that by any means I might win some. Does that mean that Paul's going to become an atheist? So he no. Me- Let me tell you what I... May I tell you how I approach it, though? And and, and, and that yeah. that been fairly successful. And one of the issues is I... 
you know, I, I sit down, you know, when I used to go to Starbucks all the time, I'd entertain most of conservatives because of the area that I am. Yeah, so and so so you I'm not gonna well I repeat it for the audience at large. You know it already, but I sit down mm-hmm. and I let folks talk and I by the time we're done with the conversation, they're generally agreeing with me, not because I told them something, but because they are they came up with it themselves. And then sometimes they think, Oh, okay, okay, that's what it's all about. But anyway, d- look, I love that you call in. I love I'm gonna check out there's one of those books I hadn't heard of. Uh, drop me a line uh, kpft at politicsunright.com oh. Keep, and, uh, I don't have uh, access to internet oh you don't okay well um, I'll try to I'll go back to the tape and listen to it and listen to what we're talking about but thank you so kindly David for calling anything you want to say real quick before we jump to Johnny yeah I'll say this when you consider consider any aspect of Christianity and Judaism ask yourself this are they are they promoters of democracy, of, of representative republic? When you consider the Catholic Church, is there anything democratic about the Catholic Church? Well, we all know that uh, so, by definition, a religion has to be someone, somewhat autocratic. But we'll talk about that another time, my dear brother. Thank you so kindly, David, for calling in, sir. All right, Johnny, come on in. How are you doing today, my dear brother? My dear brother from another color. Yes, uh, talk to me. Oh, my punchline. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Because I was about to open with, uh, the elephant in the room is not the elephant. It's the stubborn donkey. What do I mean by that? <laughs> that sounds like a donkey phrase. I mean, that, you hear me donkey phrase? That sounds like a Johnny phrase. Yeah, stubborn donkeys. We got a bunch of stubborn donkeys. And we have to help AOC and Bernie and Ilan Omar and uh, Cory Bush and a whole bunch of the uh, ultra left wingers push the stubborn donkeys out the barn because Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, Bill and Hillary and Barack Obama and all these centrists, they're the problem. They have refused to allow honest, earnest private citizens who want to run for office to run as Democrats. Like Shane Kuger and uh, Nina Turner and a whole bunch of other folks. They've been doing it since I was a teenager, back when uh, 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 Ralph Nader wanted to be on the debate stage. Remember what they did to him? Oh, yes, I do. Escort him out of the building. That's not democracy. And what's the latest assault on democracy? It's not by Republicans. It's by the Democratic National Committee. They're saying now that they don't want to have any debates during the primary part of of this election. That means they're scared. That means they're getting lazy. That means they feel self-entitled. They don't believe in the uh, free marketplace of ideas that Republicans pretend to glorify and they don't they're all about lip service and the centrist democrats are the problem i am sick and tired of hearing people on the left apologizing for joe biden and all the stuff that he's done he's not done what he needs to do just because you get a few judges on doesn't mean that you've solved the problem the supreme court is in a state of massive dysfunction so any kind of judges you put in at the federal level gets countered by the supreme court or run by a bunch of republicans who got in there unlawfully unethically and the centrist democrats are too wussy too scared to do their job because they take they feed at the 
same corporate trough. Okay, so I, I wanted to interrupt you there because you, you, uh, the centrist Democrats that don't want to expand the Supreme Court, the centrist Democrats that don't want to bust the filibuster, the central the centrist Democrats that don't want to do all those things, sir. Uh, when you first said they are scared, I, I don't, I don't think they're scared. It, well, I, I know they're not scared. They're simply on the take. That's all. It's the same thing. It's interwoven. They, they yes. hide behind rules. They hide behind the parliamentarian. They, they say kumbaya, kumbaya. No, that's for church. Right. On Monday morning, when you go back into the real world, you got politics to deal with. And Joe Biden is not uh, cut out for the job. I'm sorry. He well, I mean, the, the thing about it is we have, I mean, look, we have to get folks who are up to the job. I agree. But right now, I don't see anybody stepping up. Think about that. Hey, honestly, Joe Biden, take off those stupid aviator sunglasses. <laughs> leave leave my buddy. I, li- I like his aviator sunshades. What's wrong with you, Johnny? I love those sunshades. I think he looks kind of cool in them. If he talked like I do, it will be okay, but he doesn't. He's talking kumbaya all the time. So don't Johnny, let me tell you something. Johnny, Johnny, we need... We need way, y- I don't disagree with you and David as far as uh, we need to have a, a, a message on the, uh, on the level that people resonate with, right-wingers. That's true. But that's not the job for everybody on the left. My role is not to be kumbaya. My hey, Johnny. I, I agree with you. I want, to, I want to go to somebody else, not because I don't love you, but because I only have a little bit of time left, and I want everybody to get a chance, okay? All I'm saying to you is that my role is not to be kumbaya. My role as a lefty is to be obnoxious and in your face. There's and you know what? People. We need you too, all right? There's other people on the left who can be more nice. That's their role too. We all and brother, that's why I said we need you too. You have a wonderful day, my good old Johnny. I'll talk to you mañana, all right? Or not tomorrow. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Let's go to Derek. How are you doing, Derek? Talk to me. Hey, good morning, Alberto. How are you doing, you know, sir? Today on that call, I'm fine, sir. On that caller yesterday, who called there, put spewing out that, that lie on Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't like that at all, and I'm glad you handled it the way you did. But, but my thing is that when you know that you are a classified, bona fide, classified liar, and you proved it. Because when you asked him, where did you get this information from? And did you hear that brief pause? He said, well, I got it from CNN. No, you got it from Fox. Right. <laughs> well, you, you, you know what? From the very beginning. Go ahead. Uh, let me tell you, sir, brother, brother Derek, let me tell you this, okay? Um, I, 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 the, these folks, uh, there are a lot of folks. You, you, you ever heard the phrase confirmation bias where – you want to hear things that confirm your biases, right? And that's what a lot of folks suffer from. And the question is, how do you break confirmation bias? Uh, one of the ways that personally, and I'll just say how I kind of work on it, uh, is I try to without I try to make you tell yourself that uh, your point of view becomes so unattainable. Uh, it becomes so. It makes you look so silly that you no longer want to adapt it. And I must admit, who haven't had Donald Trump as president makes that a bit more difficult. But 
it still works. People still don't want to be completely seen as uh, as as nuts, right? So, I mean, uh, if you notice, I, I remain s- completely kind with the person, right. completely kind in, in, in what I'm doing, because ultimately, it's not, o- it's not only about that one person, right, uh, Derek? It's also about all the people that are listening to us that remain silent, because the vast majority of people that are listening, thousands of folks, they're just quiet listening to the conversation, so they just need to get the pushback. And when you call in, Derek... Sir, when you call in and bring this subject up again, you actually help the narrative. You help the messaging. So thank you. Anything else you want to add, Derek? Yeah, because, because to go down that low, that low, <laughs> low down, just to be that low down and holler that this, this sister uh, turned around and tried to marry her brother to come into the country you you know that if we were to put put that over on you well how many of you did that during the plantation day how many exactly times, many, there are many of you who sitting here messing with your cousin and then you want to call it don't put her your sin on her right <laughs> because but, that was the thing that you did right but you know what is even what is even deeper uh derek is that um even if, let's say all that he said about her was true, it had nothing to do with her statements about the GOP completely screwing their own constituents, completely taking food out of the mouth of red state children, taking, uh, taking away a lot of benefits that their constituents need and would have. And, and their constituents need it more than anybody else because their, their economic system is run so poorly because of the taxation modal and these other things that they do. So that, before, before I finish this conversation, in the chat, Leo and Alistair, both of you love on each other, man. Both of you are great folks. Alistair is my sister, known her a long time. Come on, folks. Y'all, y'all see past whatever mis, mis, miscommunication you've had. Both of you are wonderful people. Love all, love all in that chat, guys. Anyhow, uh, anyway, coming back, coming back to, to, to you, Derek. It's important that, um, that we listen to what she's saying. But what the right has taught its people, and to some extent, the left has done that, but... If you're on the right side of history, it's okay, right? But if you're on the wrong side of history, indoctrination is a bad thing. But so what happens is by hating Ilan Omar enough, they don't listen to the truth that she's pointing out that would actually help them because they're just looking at her. You see the point, Derek? The truth is not in them. Yes, I do. The truth is not in them. So they'll never hear it. Right. Well, I, 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 I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to beg to disagree with you there because here's what I'm going to say, Derek. I'm going to try like hell to make it better for us all by engaging everybody. I know sometimes to some it seems like a fool's errand, but, um, you know, I don't know that we really, we really have a choice in my humble opinion. I don't know if we have a choice. But anything else you want to add before I continue with this, uh, finishing up on this, this program, my dear brother? No, dear brother, but like I say, yeah, always keep trying, trying, but, but you got people that would sit here, man, they would not believe you because of that, even though they see it and they know that's a lie, but look at, but look at, even though Donald Trump have performed the way he did very poorly, you still got that whole group 
what it was about 73 million I mean, he got, again, like I said in the beginning of the program, Derek, he got more votes than any, the only per, the only presidential candidate that has gotten more votes than Donald Trump is whom again? Biden. It's, it's you know, it, it's a, math is absolute, and that is a scary thought. Yep. <laughs> anyway, thank you so kindly for calling in, Derek. You have a wonderful rest of your day, okay? All right, folks, uh, continuing with the program. Well, before I continue with the program, let me ask Brother Howard anything that you'd like to add before uh, Howard. No, I'm good. Okay, good. Just just checking in, just checking in. Anyway, however, folks. Um, I'll say, however, I, I did do some fact-checking. Yes. Omar. She wasn't married to her brother. That's nonsense. No. It's it's nonsense, you know. But what can I? You, do you think if it were true, they would they wouldn't have had the paperwork printed? And don't you think that Donald Trump, who controlled the executives and the executive part of our government, would not pull records and all of that and out her? Oh man, well, come of course on. he would. He's just that kind of guy. He's just that kind of guy, you know. What can I say? Well, you know, folks, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, like I say, you guys control the program, right? And because you control. The program uh, realized that, uh, as it turns out, we had a couple other subjects to talk about. Uh, we didn't get to it, but that's okay because you can go to the newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter, and pick it up, and I'll have the video, the links to the videos that were going to be played today for, um, for those particular programs as well because, you know, I have about 10 minutes worth of videos left, but you come first. As usual, you come first, and what we'll do that we will just go ahead and uh, and um, and have that in the newsletter. I'll, I'll patch that into the newsletter and uh, online, and you can actually uh, take take it take it uh, there. But I love I love when you all call in and lead the discussion because anything that you are thinking, anything that you are thinking, there are thousands of other people that are thinking the same. So let me just kind of go over the news, the, the, the other subjects that we we're going to talk about. I'm going to read the little uh, the little context that I have in the newsletter, but I'll have the videos, et cetera, at, at the, um, in the newsletter and at the site. Anyhow, it goes like this. Tapes infer Ted Cruz was an active part of the coup. New tapes that were released this week make it clear that Ted Cruz was more intimately involved in the uh, January 6th attempted coup then we realize his following words as he spoke to Fox News' Maria Bartiromo are just the tip of the iceberg. It occurred on January 2nd, and he said this, I think that the country deserves to have a credible assessment of these claims and what the evidence shows, said Ted Cruz, and the mechanism to try to force that is denying certification on the 6th, meaning on the 6th of January, he was willing to tank our country. In other words, he was willing to unconstitutionally delay the results of an election over 60 judges said was without real fraud and that was certified by every state. 
Johnson, the other, the other topic was Johnson, representative, or not representative, Senator Ron Johnson, climate ineptitude was on display. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson made a fool of himself recently at a hearing as he attempted to make climate change a good thing. What was evident is back and was what was evident in the back and forth was an incomprehensible selfishness and unawareness of the global impact of climate change. Johnson fails to understand that a potentially positive outcome in one region can be catastrophic and existential in another. I mean, after all, when the ri the sea rises, some islands disappear, right? And people live there. It it was an embar it was embarrassing watching him, and it was clear the scientist he was addressing was in intellectual pain. And the last one, AOC exposes Republican disregard. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, in uh, the manner that only a few in the House can, embarrasses Republican embarrassed Republicans for their hostage taking debt ceiling bill. She pointed out that they made no attempt to raise revenue given the luxury yacht tax cuts they passed a few years ago, but are quick to take food out of the mouths of babies. Folks, that's those were the other two uh three videos that we were gonna see, but it'll be placed in the newsletter and in the blogs. Anyhow, we have a couple let's see what time I think I got about a minute and a half left to tell you guys. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for listening. Please tell other people about the uh, this new six uh, six o'clock program. Politics done right. Move into six o'clock. Let's sort of build this this uh, this six a.m. community. Let's make sure to uh, again. I don't care what what Saturday aisle you're on. Just come on, visit, and you know, call in, have your say. Uh, wh whatever. Let's just go ahead and do it. We can all make a change. We do have the power to do that. Sometimes it seems to us like we can't. Sometimes it seems to overwhelm us. How can we make these changes? L listen, you keep biting at that apple and eventually the, the entire apple is gone. That is what we have to do with our status quo politicians. We keep getting rid of them one at a time and populating the, the, these different state houses and federal houses with whom again? With our great. My name, anyway, we're getting out of here. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.